we are talking about David Bowie, Young Americans, and the beer we have is Ransack the Universe Hemisphere IPA by Collective Arts Brewing. And we are sharing it out of a pint can with some really beautiful artwork on it. Yeah, absolutely. They've got all, from what I can tell, they have all different um, artwork cans. Like they, like this particular beer has a lot of different artwork uh-huh. on their cans. Like they just found um, different groups to do art for them. Uh, and I think that kind of maybe goes to the brewery because their their mission statement is. Collective Arts Brewing is a grassroots craft beer based in Hamilton, Ontario, that aims to fuse the creativity of craft beer with the inspired talents of emerging artists, musicians, and filmmakers. Hmm. It was founded on two beliefs. The first, that creativity fosters creativity, and the second, that creativity yields delicious pints. Pretty cool mission statement. Absolutely. So this one was... um, They list a band on the side and... Yeah, it's awesome. It's pretty cool. Uh, I was real happy for my wife's parents to bring this down from Canada for me. Yeah. They brought a, brought a little variety sixer mm-hmm. for me to try out, and this was one of them. Uh, so this is a American IPA, 85 IBU, so pretty heavy yeah. IBU. Yep. Uh, only 6.8% alcohol, which is, you know. Very drinkable. Very drinkable. Um, At least for me. I, I could <laughs> slam a few of these. Slam a few. Uh, so it's Galaxy Hops from Myrtleford, Victoria in Australia and Mosaic Hops from Yakima, Washington. They deliver aromas and flavors of tropical fruits, mango, and citrus. It's got a light malt body that lets the hops shine through and finishes crisp but not bitter, a hemispheric hop mashup. I get all of that. It, that is a perfect description. It really is. Huh. Because you were saying, like, you get hops up front. Just like, bam. Yeah. It's great, you know. It's a it's great, flavorful, and even the scent of it, you know. But you know, it's not it's not bitter hops. No, it's not like um, you know some of the hoppy beers that we really enjoy. Um, I was trying to think of what the what's that one that's hop something. I can't think of the a hop slam. Hop slam, yeah. yeah. So it's really heavy up front too on mm-hmm. the hops, but it, it hits you with a little more bitterness. This one's kind of mild. Yeah. And then after the hop hit, you get all the fruit flavors, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. It's a fruit trail. <laughs> you get a fruit trail. You, <laughs> you got to go down trail. the fruit trail, yeah. man. <laughs> so uh, if you're in Canada and if you're in Southern Ontario and you can, can get it, then I would say definitely pick it up. Go pick it up. Try it out. Uh, so the album we're talking about today to go with the Galaxy Hops is. Uh, David Bowie's Young Americans from 1975. A transitional album. The uh, the transition out of Ziggy and into Thin White Duke. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so this is the ninth Bowie album, which is amazing to think of. <laughs> he had nine yeah. al- He had eight albums before 1975. Wow. Prolific, man. Yeah, very. And every album is kind of a different thing. It's like its own deal. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, super prolific. Mm-hmm. Um, he called, Bowie called this album Plastic Soul, uh, <laughs> describing it as the squashed <sighs> remains of ethnic music as it survives in the age of Muzak rock, written and sung by a white limey. <laughs> huh. <laughs> so. Well. He's not wrong. No, he's not wrong. Um, but I think the point he was trying to, trying to say was, you know, he, 
he loved R&B and soul music. That that was one of his lifelong yeah. passions was was that kind of music. And he knows he's not Otis Redding. He knows he's not Sam Cooke. But this is his interpretation of it, knowing that by putting out an album like this, he is taking a little bit from their music and and making it his own. Yeah, true. Yeah. he's. Uh, it's more of his version of a a nod to his right and, I think, and he was very influences. i think he was very aware of the appropriation uh mm-hmm. the appropriation issue and i think that might be why that quote came out that he said about it being you know plastic soul because yeah. he knows it's not the real thing it's just it's his interpretation of it but given what was going on in 75 music wise <laughs> yeah yeah and and this is a fun record Oh, it is. It's a lot of fun. I forgot how fun it was when I was playing it. You know, you get to Bowie's Berlin days and things stop being so fun. But this, at this point in time, stuff's really fun. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't so deep into his cocaine and heroin abuse and all that sort of True. thing. True. This is the beginning of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, the Thin White Duke thing, it was, he was coked up pretty This heavy. is when the coke was working. <laughs> working <laughs> for him, not against him. <laughs> right. So... So the personnel on this record is kind of fun, too. So this is the first one with Carlos Alomar as his guitar player. Famous guitar player that played with Bowie for quite a few records. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good guitarist, really good writer as well. He wrote some of the some of the stuff, like the guitar part in Fame, some of those things like that he wrote. Iconic. Iconic stuff. Uh, David Sanborn's on this record playing saxophone. I saw that, yeah. On Young Americans. Yeah. Jamming on the sax. Luther Vandross is on this record. Backup vocals. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, Willie uh, Weeks. Willie Weeks. Uh, you get um, Earl Slick, too. Earl Slick's on it. Yeah. And John Lennon's on there. That's right. Lennon's yeah. on there, man. And that's that's amazing because he even covers, you know, a Beatles tune. He does Across the Universe. Yeah. Which is a really weird cover. You know, in listening to this, it kind of sticks out. Like, it's weird. It's. Not that it doesn't belong, because once a song gets going, yeah, it kind of works. But like it's, it's like a lounge version. Yeah, it's like a lounge singer the, version. The the start of it is just kind of. They should have done another take, but no, well, let's roll with it. Well, and and okay, so you just brought up a great point about this record. Most of the vocal takes are one take. Ah, uh, he wanted that live vocal sound. Um, so I was thinking. It's 85% live is what Visconti said about it, his, hmm. his longtime producer. Yeah. Uh, 85% live Bowie singing, which is incredible. I mean, yeah. that's some incredible one-take stuff going on this record. Um, so the initial recording took place in Philadelphia. That's where he got together with Luther, Luther Vandross mm-hmm. and all those people, all the backup singers. Um, so that's where he got the R&B sound from was that Philadelphia sound. Um, he said he was looking – Bowie said he was looking at local dance halls – to see what they sounded like, and he used that to mold his sound on the record, uh, like the R and B in Philadelphia soul, which you can you can really hear it. Oh yeah, I mean it's all over it. Yeah, um, the album reached the top ten in Billboard. Fame blew up. Of course, that's, yeah. that's the big hit from the record is Fame. Yeah, um, and it also like we were talking about Carlos Alomar earlier. Uh, he worked with him for thirty years. Wow, and this was the start of it. Um, Alomar said that Bowie was the whitest man I've ever seen. 
translucent white is how he <laughs> described him. <laughs> the thin white duke. Yeah, man. Thin white duke. Um, one neat thing about the recording process was that uh, they said it attracted the attention of a lot of local fans. They figured out where he was recording at, and they all started hanging out outside the studio. And Bowie would actually go out and hang out with them. Huh. And he built like a huge rapport with his fans, which you know is is a really neat thing yeah. for somebody that was that big at that time. At that yeah, because you that know point in the career he was already past Ziggy, so he had yeah. already blown up. Um, and he called them the Sigma Kids. I don't know what that <laughs> had to do with anything, but. Uh, he actually, on the final day of tracking, let him come in the studio and like watch wow. them play, which is incredible. Can that, you imagine yeah. being a kid, being a Bowie Hanging fan? out, yeah. Man. Um, so in reviewing, in the critical review for the record, one of, one of the classic reviewers, Robert Criscow, if you've ever read reviews, you've probably read one of his reviews at some point in time, described it in Village Voice as an almost total failure. <laughs> and said, although the amalgam of rock and Philly soul is so thin, it's interesting. It overwhelms David's voice, which is even thinner. That cuts so deep. Oh. And I do not agree. I do not hear that at all. I, I do. I will say that, like, production wise, it is a little thin. There's, there's not, yeah. you know, there's not a lot of bass and, like, a lot of mid-range it's mostly like really trebly yeah but, but david's voice is you know it hits those low low baritone-ish that's notes. a lot of his recordings though right i mean that's it not maybe not his trademark but yeah you know he's not known for a full sound no he recording, yeah he's you know he's just known for his very specific vocal yeah, range and vocal right. type I don't know. I, I I did feel like it was a harsh review. I felt like he was taking some shots at him, maybe because he wanted Ziggy. Because, yeah. like, we talked about earlier, this album came after Diamond Dogs and after David Live. Mm-hmm. So this is the first non-Ziggy album, really. Yeah. I mean, David Live is non-Ziggy. Right. But it still yeah, had the yeah. Ziggy songs all through it. Yeah. This is his first, like, hard turn away from it. You know, Diamond Dogs are still glam. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, you know, though, but Bowie is one of those artists that, you know, gets flack for whatever he does because he doesn't want to do the same thing over and over. Like Miles Davis. Yeah. You know, he could have done bebop or... could have done cool jazz and, and all that forever stuff. Forever and been fine, but he was constantly turning a corner to do something right. else, and that's Bowie. And Bowie would do it at his own peril. Like, mm-hmm. whatever whatever he enjoyed, that's what he did. Whatever, you know, kind of turned him on, that's what yeah. he was going to go towards. Yeah, You know, you can see with the 90s how, and even the late 80s with how things went. Like, they were just yeah, a little true. out of control on, on his. Now, I'm a big fan of his 90s work, but I know a lot of other people weren't. It wasn't, it didn't do as well as his 70s work and his early 80s no, work. No, no, but... That's Bowie. He's that, that's always what, trying to do something new, be inventive. You know, he what he was pals with Trent Reznor, so right. And Reeves Garrels from yeah, Tin Machine, right? He found that interesting, so hey, let's do this. Which Tin Machine? Oh, Tin Machine's incredible. What a great freaking! What a, what a great band! You know, what a great pop, idea. Heavy, yeah. Um, and even his last album, Black Star, man, powerful stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and it yep. worked. I think right. Black Star worked more successfully than anything he'd done in a long time, which <laughs> made it so much worse that he was gone. Yeah, right after. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's a it's a great it's a great swan song to have at the end. It's it's True. a fantastic record. Yeah. So Young Americans, first tracks, Young Americans, fantastic, awesome, love it, love great it. tune. It's one of those that like. God help you if you try to karaoke it because <laughs> he says so many words leading up to that break right? Uh, and everything. It's on rock band. That's the reason I know this. Me and Amanda, yeah. my wife, have played it and I tried to sing it once and it was impossible. There's so yeah. many words flying through the screen. It's just like a blur of words coming at you. More of a band on the run for rock band. <laughs> It's easy. You're more of a like you can Buffalo jam. Springfield for what it's worth <laughs> right. in rock band. Yeah. I got you. Um, so Young Americans is a killer lead off track. Yeah. And it tells you everything about the record in one song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I yeah, think it, true. It, it's a fantastic lead. It leads in. it out. It rolls and, it out. And it ends with fame. So you got like <laughs> the perfect start and end. It's a party. Yeah. It's a party all the way through. Um, I think a couple other really... Really great songs is Somebody Up There Likes Me, Mm -hmm. which I think that was what he was going to title the record initially. That was one of the titles he was throwing around. Yeah. And later on, didn't they release like a compilation called Somebody Up There Likes Me? Wasn't there some sort of maybe a bootleg or something that was called that? Probably. I could see that as a a really good bootleg title. Yeah, that's one that that I really enjoy. Um, there's really outside of maybe across the universe a little bit. That's the only one that kind of sticks out to me like a sore thumb. The rest mm-hmm. of them are just like great Philly soul oh, party. Man. Fascination, right? When, the whole first side is really such a great. Flow. It's, it's a party all the way yeah. through. Uh, and then the second side is where you get some more. You know, somebody up there is a little slower. And then you get in across the universe, and it's definitely slow. But then Can You Hear Me Into Fame, it picks right back up. You got, yeah, you got that punch at the end. Which I got to think that Alomar is responsible for a lot of that, you know? I got to think that a lot of that's his doing. Yeah. Just because his guitar sound is so evident through through the record. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never read this, and I don't know if this is true, but I would think that some of Nile Rodgers' guitar sound has to be owed a little bit to, like, this, this oh album. yeah you know like fame yeah. and whatnot yeah true which i can't remember when his band started when now rogers band started it was probably uh, around the same time probably sure. yeah um but yeah it, it's just it's a blast it is you know this uh, when i listened to it earlier today this is a perfect saturday night album when you got people over at the house Absolutely. or something throw this damn thing on and or like how often do we dj with it we always throw this on yeah. Like DJ sets. Yeah. It's yeah. so much fun. And in listening to it, there's a couple of deep tracks that Absolutely. are perfect Absolutely. to throw on there. And you know, uh, Station to Station, which came out after, it has some fun on it too. You know, TVC15, yeah. uh, is, is uh, DJ on that one? No, that's uh, Lodger or Scary Monsters. It might be Lodger. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's some fun to be had on Station to Station as well, but, but... <laughs> the drugs started... There's a real darkness on Station started to Station. Started to take hold. 
Um, yeah. Even though I love that record, there's, I do a, too. there's a real darkness I do too. on there that you yeah. don't get. You don't no. get any darkness from. No, this is pure. It's just fun. joy. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's something that, and and you can see that if you go back and watch live performances of Bowie doing songs during this time period. Mm-hmm. You know, he was out there in the suit, skinny yeah. as a rail, dancing yep. around, hopped up on coke, killing it, just <laughs> killing himself. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's the famous story about him being on the diet of milk and hot peppers for a while. Did you ever hear that? <laughs> no. Like when he got so, <laughs> when he got so skinny. He said all he did was drink milk and eat hot peppers, and that was it. No other meals was apparently what he said. Now, I don't believe that because you don't think he can survive that way. No. But at the same time, did you ever see how skinny he got around 75? Like, man. Yeah. You know. Um, And there's a great great video if you guys want to search it out on YouTube or if you have Hulu. I think it's on on Hulu as well where David went on um, Dick Cavett. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) And he came out yeah. with his cane and with his wild hair. Yep. And he rubs his nose an awful lot, and he giggles an awful lot. I thought he rubbed his nose off. <laughs> and he's uh, he's shifting around in his chair an awful lot. Basically, he's hiring a kite. Yeah. Uh, and and not having not having a good time. No. He doesn't look like he's he's getting along very well. No. So that that's kind of the young American spirit. Yeah. It's like a double-edged sword. You get this fun music. True. But you also get Bowie about killing himself from his his terrible lifestyle. Yeah. Um, Hot peppers and milk. (laughs) Hot peppers and milk. It's just crazy. (laughs) Like, who would even think of something like that? But I guess, you know, if you get on enough cocaine, you'll do anything. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think this album stands out on its own in his catalog as like a point in time when he just went to have fun, like a fun record. Yeah. You, you could say that pinups is kind of fun too, but it's all covers. Yeah. So it's one of those things where yeah, it's okay. But he had fun on that one as well, I guess. But this is more like being creative and fun at the same time. Right. Yeah. So. An overlooked classic in his catalog. Yeah. I, I, and it's usually pretty easy to find out in the wild mm-hmm. in record stores. Um, you know, most stores you can find a copy of it. Yeah. That, that's one that, it's not one of the most desirable ones right? that people are looking for. It's know. not Hunky Dory. It's not Light right. Insane. It's not Ziggy. And it's not the later ones that everybody True. Know, clamors yeah. about, too, like yeah. Moe and Lodger and all that sort of thing. So if you ever see it out, pick it up. Because I think you'll love it, especially if you've, it. Never, if you've never yeah. listened to it before. And also just stream it on Spotify. Give it a, give it a listen. Next time you got a party, next time you're doing a mixtape. Put it on. Next time you do a mix mixtape, put Win on there. Yeah. Or put fascination on there, or fame even. I mean, fame's a given, but fame's a given. But it's still great. It is it's still a great tune. I mean, do we need to talk about Fame ninety? We can no. probably not talk about that, right? Nope. When he re re recorded. Nor do we need to talk about uh, Duran Duran's cover of Fame. Oh man, <laughs> why'd you have to bring that up? Did Nile Rogers have something to do with I that? I think he did. Speaking of, I think he did. You know, we were talking earlier about Live Aid, and I was talking about how much of a travesty it was that Thompson Twins that's and Madonna. That's a whole other podcast. It's a whole other podcast, but that's that's part of the sadness of the 80s. Ah. The 80s was full of, of highs and lows, man. There were, there were some definite lows. Live Aid was not one of them. Well, though. Thompson Twins at Live Aid was one of them. Man, they had their 15 minutes, and they were making 30 
out of that 15. <laughs> I, I, you know, it's them <laughs> like just watching. I don't know which one of the twins, but let's just call him Thompson one. Yeah. Watching him with I a headset. I can't remember his name right now. Watching him with a headset mic and shredding on his little like shit guitar. When you had Steve Stevens in the back, who was <laughs> right. like, let me get a little bit of this. Come Who's on. He's also shredding and tapping on the Beatles revolution. <laughs> like, come on, guys. And changing the lyrics to, you know, we want to feed the world. Feed the world. In the meantime. Well, you know, we all want to feed the world. Phil Collins is on a Concord <laughs> halfway around, almost getting ready to touch down in Philly. Oh, man. There, there's, there's so much great and terrible about Live Aid. It's a real dichotomy of the '80s. But I think you can see a little bit of the '80s in Live Aid. Like every, every little bit of the '80s, isn't it? Yes. So, young go, Americans, go buy young put Americans. It, put it on a mixtape. <laughs>